Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. We are on our Friday edition. We have a very special guest. If you remember from Down Under, we have Robin, who is Jill's sister, and they have been kind of traveling around visiting some churches while you're here, right? That's right. And when do you leave? Um, I actually fly back to Australia on Tuesday. Oh, wow. So we just have a few more days with you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed my stay. Good. How long were you here? I've been here since the end of April, so that's uh, three and a half months. Wow. It'll be by the end of it all, yeah. Wow. So I was so, able to get some work while I was here, and that helped. Well, we can't so. convince you to stay. Not this time. You got a, you got a nice tan though. Working on it. Yeah, good. Okay. I'll go back home and then and then it'll be winter and then it'll fade again and then I'll get summer again. So that's I decided right. to chase the summers this time I'm, instead of. Yeah, I just thought of that. You're going to get summer again. Twice. Again. I know that's <laughs> awesome. So, what's the weather like right now? Um, let's see. Well, it is winter and not it's not excessively cold where we live, but um, it'll probably go down to about in the 40s at night and high 60s in the day so it will be kind of a shock when you get back yeah 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 yeah, but it's been so hot here that you're probably like welcome that that. (laughs) (laughs) well give us an update i know that you and jill have been going around to some churches and trying to um, gain some support on what you guys are doing in nicaragua so Mm -hmm. why don't you just dive on in and tell us what's happening what you're doing yeah well my parents go our parents go to um franklin at franklin first presbyterian church in north carolina and they um they've talked a lot about empower and their church do a thing where they donate if anybody puts single dollar bills into the offering i I think they call it dollars for missions then those then the single dollars are pulled out and donated and for the next two months for um i guess july and august they come to empower so we were going there to tell them all more about what we do and what we're doing with the money that they do donate so we were able to use the church time to do that and got a lot of positive feedback um we were able to you know some of those people didn't know anything about empower so we had to start at the beginning on some of that but then um you know some of them knew a little bit more but we were able to even show pictures and that was really really good because i think that kind of puts real faces to their real names and Mm -hmm. we know them personally and um you know and then we can we can we can say exactly what their money is going to um and to whom that's what i love about what you guys do is every single dollar is supporting that it's not Mm -hmm. it's not some mysterious thing that's running through a bunch of bureaucracy that you know only eight cents of every dollar gets to them it's it's so beautiful to see that so much of it goes directly or or all of it is going directly to them and that is such a beautiful thing yeah we're glad to be able to do that and i love that the american dollar stretches Mm -hmm. um, so much further down there so what what we spend on a coffee um, you know, nonchalantly here mm-hmm. can actually take care of a child's kidney yes, failure that's right. medication. That's right. Yep. And that's that, one of the things we get to do. 
and to know that it's going to that one person, Marlon, and he gets it, and he, you know, is better for it. So it's not that he's going to miss out. You know, if the rest of the community needs something else, like it's it's earmarked for him. That's right. a really good thing. So tell us what um, what they've been doing down in Nicaragua recently. Oh, we've had some of the most amazing reports back from Sylvia. So on on one occasion, they were asked, it appears to be through the Ministry of Health that they asked the doctor to include our, our mentor kit, our Empower Mentors. And they had a goal of visiting and attending 1,500 houses in two days where education, they're educating the members of the community on dengue fever on dengue fever which is a mosquito-borne illness so they are taking going through and talking about where mosquitoes live and where they reproduce any sort of standing water they can get that rid of and then they were also treating the houses so if there was standing water or anywhere that mosquitoes were they could spray that as well so they were documenting where they were going um, what house, how many people were in there, what education they provided, and then what treatment was provided to those at that house. And they did achieve the goal of 1,500 houses that in two days. blows my mind. Am I, amazing. How many people are you talking about for that many houses? I, yeah, I think that they had, I'm, I'm feeling like we had around 15 or 17 mentors. I could be off by the number. And then they were divided into a couple of groups. And then, I, if I'm not mistaken, the... Um, there, there were some med students who who often attend the clinic mm-hmm. that I'm, I think may have also attended with them. So the groups sort of, you know, branched out and That's did very smaller group thing. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's a huge, a huge task. I can't even imagine. And our translator, I think, went on that as well. So That's she was great. able to get some photos and some information. I, yeah. I love, I love looking at those photos. Oh, I mean, so good. yeah, you can just really see the impact that they're having what this program, how it impacts the young people, and then how they're giving back yeah. and becoming such an active part of their community. And it's just making everybody's lives just a little better. That's and, and to not have to suffer through mm. the, the what did you call it? The dengue fever. Yeah. 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 It's similar to well, um, malaria, which they'll sometimes have a rise in malaria. Sometimes it's dengue. But either way, it's mosquito-borne. So as long as we can manage that, we can help. But it, it, you know, because the program started just as an education program for the teens and what it's grown into is the most exciting thing is that it's grown into leadership and service and um, compassion and just, it's just grown, it's just been so amazing to see how God's moved, moved that small, like that kind of meager start into, into what it's become. And it's still in a manageable size, which is good. Like you said, we need to know that the things are going personally to these people, and we can still do that based on the size of the of the program. So it's not too big. It's not too small. It just seems right. like it's in that Goldilocks spot right How's now. How's the hydroponics working where they're able to grow th- their own food? Yeah, I haven't really seen any of the actual plants grown, but I know they built some more um, some more stands. I'm assuming that means they're still working more on the on a few more of the vertical gardens, but haven't really seen actually any uh, actual plants c- 
coming out. So it may be a bit of a trial and error till we find out where, whether we can plant the seed or whether we need to germinate the seed first and where it that will it, tolerate. That, for me, that was what I was realizing. It's like me just putting a seed in the ground yeah. and I see something sprout and I'm like, is that the plant or is that the weed? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, which one? So I have learned in my own experience, like you've got to have those starter plants yeah. growing where you can, yeah, mm-hmm. so you can then you can transfer but i think you're right i think the trial and error yeah. but i think when that gets up and rolling that they really are going to be able to help the community on mm-hmm. the food aspect that's yeah. going to be phenomenal yeah i think so i mean there are a few things that, that won't grow well based on the climate but i think just any any food that they can get that they either one don't have to pay for or isn't full of pesticides is just going to be it's going to be huge for them and it, it that empowers the individual to know that they have some participation. So I um, one other thing that really stood out to me was um, this week Jill showed me what looked like was like a group um, like therapy session yeah. with all the mentors. I yeah. think that is so healthy because they live in a tough area of the world where they tend to see a lot of trauma and i the pictures i see everybody's happy and laughing and mm-hmm. and and they're serving and but then to know you look at that individual teenager who they have the same battles that a lot of other teenagers have in this world and and maybe even more so because we have you know, maybe um, parents that are out of the picture or um, illness or abuse or something else going on that weighs on these kids. And it was such a beautiful thing to see them, you know, interacting and sharing. Yeah, it was a really a great idea that um, our manager, Sylvia, had. She was she's just very forward thinking like that. And she I knew of one of the children that was seeing a psychologist and I guess she spoke to that particular person or it may have been someone they knew and anyway they arranged a group session so all of our kids were able to go in and um, and do some deep breathing and then open up the session to talk about their own personal struggles and there had been one of the young girls who's recently lost her father and she was able to open up to the group about that how that's affected her Um, then there are other kids who wanted to talk about bullying or about um, sexual abuse or any other type of abuse and them to just be able to embrace each other and like it takes a lot to open your heart like that and a lot of trust to know that the people you're opening to are going to be receptive and comforting and kind and in that group and I think that increases the you know the individual's acceptance but also the cohesion of the group because you've really you've really opened yourself there and then they went outside and hugged some trees which makes my heart happy because i love trees i adore trees and then they went out and experienced some nature and hugged trees and just got to be together and support each other i thought it was so forward thinking of her that that that's great because i in vicky and i did an episode on on grounding and how important it is for us to connect with nature and because of the the shoes that we have nowadays it separates us from being grounded Mm -hmm. and in getting that frequency that you get from nature so i think that's so beautiful i mean they're talking 10 minutes a day kick off your shoes 
walk on the grass, hug a tree, and you do. You get that that grounding, a true therapeutic um, uh, result from nature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of these kids, I mean, they wear shoes when they can, but they live in dirt, a lot of them. So they they do probably get plenty of that, but we don't from over here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So let's get back to the churches. Um, What... So what was your goal? You you went out there, you told them about Empower. So what was the reception like? Well, we had two opportunities. So on one weekend, we spoke to Franklin First Presbyterian. On the second week, we spoke to Morrison Presbyterian Church, which is still in Franklin, um, but a little bit further south. And um, on that on that separate occasion, we had about 25 or 30 people. They had They have a fifth Sunday dinner where they have a a community I mean a church-wide dinner so it was a potluck and it was really really good food so we had a nice meal with them and then we were able to present our slideshow and just have a very informal kind of tell them how Empower started and what we were doing now and we were able to show them the slides and then open it up for Q&A which was great because I love to hear maybe that helps us to know what we said that they understood what we said that they didn't understand but then fill in the blanks that they had um, because we so know so much about it we forget sometimes that we've I've gone yeah. past our you know told yeah. told more than you know more or not enough of what they need to know anyway so what so that was that was quite good very receptive lovely people and then actually this weekend we're going back to Alabama we have a church in Wetumpka that that where the church where Jill and I grew up, where our dad was a pastor for 27 years, but they've continued. They still call us their kids. And um, when we go back, the pastor there, who's just wonderful, Jonathan Yarbrough, he's amazing, and he'll always have us come in. We're going to have the Sunday school hour to speak, and that'll. They're much more familiar with Empower. They've been supporting us for many, many years. And then we will um, just bring them up to speed, show some more photos, tell them what's been going on. And, and thank them for their continued support. So that's just to kind of keep them in the loop. Um, but what we've been asking for with the other with the two new churches is that they'll come along as a partnership. Um, we, we, we can take people down to see what we do, and we have done that. Not many, um, but we don't take teams down to do the work and that sort of thing. So the partnership is that they'll, they'll be prayer partners with us and support us financially. We're not asking to to build teams to come down and do group projects or anything like that, but we're asking them to come on board. So what we need to be able to, you know, tell them what's going on at a certain interval, like every few months or so, um, and then put their money into play for growing portions of the program, like um, the feeding the elderly and the chronically ill. We found that the kids love that, obviously, feeding people who aren't going to potentially eat that day really love that um and they want to we want to grow that part because as it as it stands currently we have 17 to 20 or so families who who have been identified as needing additional assistance and we have you know 20 or 25 mentors who love doing it but we don't have the money that will do the the program so what we've what they're currently doing is taking five or so mentors and six or seven families per week to do that. Then they shuffle that. And the next week they take five or six different mentors who cook the food, prepare the bags, and then go visit a different five to seven adults. 
um, just because that's all we can afford. If we had more money, what we would do, you know, we would they would still run, they always do, figure out who needs to be fed, who can be fed, and instead of doing it once every, what would divide up to be once every three weeks or once every four weeks, we could increase it to every second week or even every week if the, if the money were there. So we're asking them to participate um, to grow that portion of the, of the program that's been asked for. In addition, we have, instead of what sometimes we would have five or six or 10 mentors, we now have about 25 mentors. When they come to us and when they spend the day with us, we want to be able to offer them some small bit to eat. It might be a little packet of cookies. It might be, you know, a piece of fruit and then something to drink. Um, but when you do that for five or six or seven kids, it's a lot cheaper than when you try to do it for 25 kids. Exactly. So the other thing is that when they come hang out, we know they're in a safe space. We know that they're coming there to do service projects. We know that they're coming there to support each other, which is huge. Um, we want to be able to have a little bit of food on hand, basically. So nothing huge, not not meals, not um, you know a bunch of fresh groceries, but just something that they can eat. So growing that portion of the program would be something else we're looking for. For partners to come on with because just to remind our listeners that they are also um funding people that might have a craft such as um you had someone that was teaching the kids how to cut hair yeah um mm-hmm. so you you go to a a nearby bigger city mm-hmm. what leon yeah Leon. And, and then you bring them in you pay them to mm-hmm. teach the other kids so they can learn a trade. That's right. And I love that. And mm-hmm. that, and I want to speak to the fact that you said earlier that you're not bringing in teams mm-hmm. to come down there and do service projects because mm-hmm. after our episode on toxic charity, we saw that if you bring teams of Americans to come and do things, mm-hmm. you're taking away the privilege of those in that community to be able to serve themselves That's right and um that was so eye-opening yeah. to me and yeah. i think what a beautiful way of it's like yes you can go and, and visit and and see what's going on mm-hmm. but we're not in the business of creating mission trips That's right. um, yep. because those are not productive those are not sustainable That's um, right. for the community yeah yeah so when you you know you think you might have a very well-intended lawyer who comes down and then he's assigned he or she are, are assigned to do a tiling project for this house there is already a tiler there which means that that tiler there is out of work and this lawyer is now responsible for tiling. And they, they don't know how to tile, but they think this feels really good. And, and that somebody will take a picture of it. And that looks a lot like, and, and they feel great. And the thing is, they're not doing it for any malicious reason. It's just when you sort of put it on paper and you think it through and you go, well, look, there's a tiler now who doesn't get to work. But this person paid $3,000 and a bunch of it going to the airline for the opportunity to mess up somebody's tiles. <laughs> That's right. That has to go and be redone because exactly. if somebody asked me to tile, mm-hmm. um, it would probably look like a toddler did it. Yeah. Because it's not something. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of what mine would look like. Yeah. Be like, oh, that doesn't look square no, to me. No, but I love yeah. that. Because, and you're right. Look at how much the airline mm-hmm. and transportation and all that what if you took that money mm-hmm. that you would spend on multiple 
you know, airline, because it's not a direct flight. Mm-hmm. You got to you yeah. gotta kind of dodge that <laughs> thing. That. And if, what if you took that money and donated it? Mm-hmm. It would go so much further. Yeah. And people do. I think, I think it's a good idea for people to go down and see how people live. And um, I, I think it's a really great opportunity to travel and put money into their economy. So I'm not selling people don't go, but, you know, think about what you're doing when you're there. And when you're there... Can you meet some people? Can you make a connection? Can you um, just spend money in their economy? That sort of thing. That's that's not inappropriate, but it's just what you're going to do when you get there. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it should be more of a maybe a fact-finding mission that's of right. how can I go back to the States in, in fundraise mm-hmm. or how can I help from here? Yep. But I, I definitely, um, Jill, um, Vicki and I have been talking about getting down there mm-hmm. and it does sound like we might might need to do a january trip it yeah. seems like it's too hot in it's june it's always too hot <laughs> even in january it's always too hot but um yeah no i think that and we we don't mind taking people from here who have a skill to impart jill's taken mike he's a firefighter so he knew a lot about all sorts of things that they can be that can be helpful to them even if it's learning to tie knots i mean things that they they might still need education The barbering we take somebody from leon we're happier to do that because we can pay somebody but you may be able to bring a particular skill that you can teach and mm-hmm. make it worth your while um but you're not taking the job of somebody else potentially right so we kind of look at all that even for instance i mean one of the concepts from toxic charity is that people were taking a bunch of clothes to to give to give out and the the intention is is fully generosity but what you don't know is that then the market is flooded with a bunch of free clothes. And people who would have bought clothes from clothing sellers are now not buying clothes from clothing sellers or a bunch of free shoes. And I know that's only a small a small drop in the bucket, but those are just the sort of things that we're thinking of every time we consider the impact that we're having. Mm-hmm. Is the impact we're having, does it have the potential for anyone on, in their community to be a negative? And, right. and and sometimes it is, and we have not say have to do it anyway, but sometimes we have to weigh up what the potential is, how significant that would be, you know, and what we're on, we're only a small drop in a very large bucket, but what what will that do? What has what does it have the potential to do longer term? Well, I realized when when Jill was she was scrambling i don't think it was this june trip i think this was the january Mm -hmm. trip she was scrambling trying to get a manual blood pressure cuff oh yeah um and there was something else i can't remember what it was but i just poop popped it up on my phone Mm -hmm. amazon it'll be delivered same day and i'm just like they don't have that ability no and in fact the doctor is needing a blood pressure <laughs> cup the doctor yeah. and he does so it was so nice to know that here we have amazon i can get it same day she was going the very next day mm. on a plane yeah, right. and hoping that what was in the luggage would still be yeah. there <laughs> once it got yeah, through that's been a problem before. yeah once once it goes through the hands of the baggage handler mm. handlers at the airport yeah. But now, see, that to me is something you're not taking business away from somebody else. Mm-hmm. That is a true medical device that yeah. can be used to help people. So 
there's a there's a list of things that I know you guys can think of as mm -hmm. the community needs that will not impact yeah. local vendors and the local economy there that mm -hmm. that we could help in that way. Yeah. But I am. Did we cover everything? Yeah. yeah. So the big, I think your big yeah. ask is just having ongoing support. Right. Because it's nice to have, you know, that, oh, here's $100. Mm -hmm. But it's that sustainable, right. something you can count on month to month. Yeah. So I know you guys have the ability to set up, like, even if it was instead of a one-time donation, which is always helpful, mm -hmm. but if you had even, you know, $25 a month. That's right. That So you can count on that in your budget mm -hmm. so it can expand your programs. Yeah. Because if it's a one-time gift, it's it's kind of, you know, put into the account, but it, I, I bet you're, because I know when I run my business, mm -hmm. you're reluctant to kind of let that go because right. you don't know. When the next is yes, coming. Yes, And God's always been faithful to that. So we kind of know it. We know it will. We assume it will. But there's always this human nature and the human side of us that says. Where's that money coming where, from? Yeah, will I make sure, should I make it stretch? Is it my responsibility to make it stretch? And that's a big thing, too. I want to be a good steward of the money that I have regardless. But, um, yeah, so, and Jill, she does all the books, thank goodness. I'm really glad that she's taken that on because I would not be good at it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that her thing is, is committed monthly donors so that she can make the budget work. Because she's, you're you're paying. Uh, yeah, so we pay we pay our, our manager, Sylvia, we pay Dr. Medina, and we pay the translator when she uh, attends the um, activities or when she sends us documents or updated photos and translates our phone conversations. Um, and then we also, all the kids work for the most part, the, if they teach a class, they get paid. If they do work within the, um, the teen center or within the community, for the most part, it's volunteer. Based on a few different criteria, they may get some compensation for that. And then, of course, we have to pay rent. We have to pay for Internet because we have that available from the teen center. Um, we pay, um, we send some money over each month for one of our mentors to have his medication. That's the one with the renal failure. Uh, and there are a few other dribs and drabs. It just seems to, it just goes. It just goes. But I, I just, I love that it, it's still small and containable. You, you mm -hmm. don't have, you know, a, a staff of 50 that no. you're paying here this is just a um and yeah. i love how everybody in your mentor the mentorship is growing oh yeah and yeah. that's that's beautiful that it just is. is a testament to the original curriculum that mm -hmm. you guys wrote for mm -hmm. this and um you're changing people's lives yeah. you're you're keeping them on the track of what God has for them mm -hmm. and instead of falling into the trap of you know being a young parent in this this vicious cycle that mm -hmm. you never really can get out of yeah. but some of the graduates of your program of your mentors have gone off to college that's right and they have come back and spoken mm -hmm. to the younger mentors yeah. and they, they have hope yeah. of what the future holds for them. Yeah. On this last trip when Jill and I were there, we had a couple of the mentors come. We, 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 um, we gave the scholarship to one of our mentors who's been with us for a long, long time, beautiful young girl named Esther. Um, she got a scholarship to university, and she's going to be a lawyer. We had one of our older mentors who, who must have taught 
a hundred or more classes in his day. His name's Eric, and he is an engineer. He um, he did have a child before he got married, but now he's married to the child's mother, and now that child will grow up in a home with a um, university-educated father. Um, I don't recall if his wife, um, what her level of education is, but it'll be a two-parent household, and that's what he's going to see. So there's already one generational effect, which is really, really great to see that. Um, and we could stay in that community long enough to even be a part of that child's life, potentially. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. Yeah, how, how old is Empower? How long have you been there? We, we were trying to add that up the other day. We're thinking 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so you are you are coming around to that yeah. next generation. Exactly. I mean, because his child, I think, is four or five. I might yeah. be mistaken. So it would be where he could actually participate in some of our little our littles classes where we have some of the younger kids just come in it's a safe place to be it's somewhere they can go and you know and engage and have fun and and I know I love the arts and crafts you guys do that's awesome so So I love the fact that a former mentor is now an engineer and think about how he can solve problems in his community and um, now that he has got the skill set to you know to to probably you know really change that community for the better mm-hmm. that's awesome exactly yeah well how can this. we help you what what um can our listeners do to to be uh, a partner with you on this yeah. yeah well like i said the monthly donations are greatly appreciated even a one-time donation is greatly appreciated but um, we have a website which is empowernick.org I'm sorry, I made, that was my mistake because I put one is Empower Nick is the Gmail, EmpowerNicka.org is the website. Is the website. Got it. Um, so we also have a Facebook presence as well. So if they want to just keep up with what's going on, check it out. Be sure they're confident that this is something they want to donate to. Um, check us out on Facebook, which is Empower Nicaragua. And then go to our website, which is EmpowerNicka.org. And there's a donate button, and then you can set it up for a monthly recurrence, a, re- a recurring monthly donation. I think it goes through PayPal. And then um, otherwise, there's through our email, we can respond to you personally, which is imp- empowernick at gmail.com, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-N-I-C at gmail.com. Awesome. So Good. if anybody wants to reach out, have any more questions about what we're doing, then we'd be happy to to communicate with them what's going on excellent but yeah you guys have got such a strong facebook presence you mm. can really see yeah yeah and give me that facebook empower um, nicaragua okay empower nicaragua and that is on facebook that's right and so good about keeping up with videos it sounds mm. like one of your mentors is trying to break through on the reels oh. and the tiktoks and <laughs> well this is the guy that has the renal failure and so he's talking about what ways he could potentially earn money um, he does have the the money's already been donated for his for his his medication, but he's actually doing these reels for us, and I think that he may be starting to do some tutoring for the younger kids as payment or sort of as his as his offering basically for for the money. That's awesome. Right now. So, so he's sending it. Yeah, he yeah. sets up TikTok videos and sets up all sorts of cute little things and sends them to us, and then we post them. So, so think about that. We have a teenager who has got renal failure That's right. and he is not going to be able to get a transplant. No. So this medication just keeps him 
at bay. Yeah, more comfortable. And he is giving back and serving and finding ways to even entertain with some of these mm-hmm. videos. Yeah. Um, setting it to music. I mean, he does such a great job. Yeah. And that's so he can feel the dignity yes. of that donation. That's right. And I love that. Yeah. And, and it's, he's 16? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 16. Yeah. And I just, I think it's just such a beautiful thing. And just from the bottom of my heart, if this is speaking to you, please, you know, go, if anything, go like the Facebook page so you can see what's going on. And if you have the ability, even if it's $5 a month mm-hmm. reoccurring, right. it all adds up. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends about it. Share this episode. So, um, we can grow this program. I have been hearing about it for a year and a half now, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited that it is growing. It's not one that's falling to the wayside. It seemed yeah. like it it may have been during COVID, like yeah, everything, like everything. else. <laughs> but now that we are free and clear from that, and it is growing like Game Busters, yeah. and they're doing so much beyond the walls of the team center they're going out there and impacting their community and i hope you will join with jill and robin as they um just take this god-given um idea and just seeing it explode it's just it's an honor to to see it happening yeah it's a really it's a it's an honor to be a part of it because I'm all, I'm almost as excited as everybody else to see what God's going to do next. Yeah. Like I just like, ooh, I wonder it, what like, we're going to do now. <laughs> I know it, it's that anticipation that we have. Cool. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's when you feel like you're alive. Is when you you feel that anticipation, yeah. that that excitement that you have yeah. on the next thing. And oh, when yeah. you're walking in God's will, you know He's not going to mm-hmm. steer you wrong. He's that's gonna right. He's gonna just pave that path for you one step at a time. We're trying to be very observant of that, but yeah. Definitely. Yep. Thank Aren't you so we much. Thank you for coming. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Sometimes we succeed in life. Sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.